Hello, this is Robert E. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Gerald's Game. And this is an older Netflix movie. came out in 2017. But it was directed by Mike Flanagan, who, as I've said before, is probably one of my favorite writer-directors of the past, like, 20 years. Um, he's made... Uh, he's made several movies and then also like netflix series so he did like uh he's done uh stephen king before with dr sleep he did um oculus and on netflix he's made um haunting of hell house haunting of Bly manor midnight mass and then most recently um the fall of the house of usher which all of those series are like excellent if you haven't seen them check them out for sure and he did that kid one too right? yeah he did midnight club which was okay i would say that's like the my least favorite of all of them mm -hmm. but still was okay it was still pretty good um but anyway so this was a an inter uh, uh interpretation of a uh, stephen king novel from 1992 gerald's game i had never i've never read that book um but i knew the premise which is <laughs> this couple uh played by carla gugino who's always in <laughs> Mike Flanagan's movies and uh, Bruce Greenwood, who is in *Fall of the House of Usher*, and I think he's been in his other other stuff too. Um, they're this married couple who you can tell their marriage is kind of falling apart, and so they decide to go to this uh, their lake house for a romantic weekend. Um, and at the very beginning, you see uh, the husband packing some handcuffs. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a little, a little crazy. So I'm not giving anything away. Cause like I said, this is the premise that I knew of, uh, they get to the lake house, you know, they get ready to do their thing. She, he handcuffs her to the bed, the bedposts. And, um, he then dies of a heart attack. Uh, so then she's trapped there tied to this bedpost she tries everything she can to get out you know like you know struggling and then she quickly realizes she's stuck and it's it basically goes from there uh within the next couple of days she starts uh hallucinating essentially because um she starts seeing things or you know images she, and you're trying to figure out what's real. She's trying to figure out what's real, what's not. All the while trying to figure out how the hell is she going to get out of here. So, I mean, it's a simple concept, but a lot of stuff goes on uh, in those scenes where she's, you know, hallucinating. There's some flashbacks to her youth that kind of get her to rethinking her choices in life, including her marriage. Uh, but we'll get more into that as we go on and how this relates to other um, Stephen King stories and then also just other Mike Flanagan works. But Sam, what did you think of Gerald's game? This movie was crazy. <laughs> okay. Like it took so many left turns. I didn't know what to expect. Like it was just crazy. Um, trigger warning. If you know, uh, sexual assaults, you can't see, stuff like that yeah there's a couple of um, scenes like that and it's uh not to i'm sorry to interrupt you but not there's not like i hate to break it down but there's not any like rape scenes in terms of like monster or anything like that like in that movie 
but there's still very uncomfortable scenes to watch. Yeah, like <laughs> my and Mike Flanagan is so good at what he does. Like it it doesn't even have to get to that point mm-hmm. for you to start imagining the worst and start feeling like ick, you yeah, know, you like, start feeling like, gross. Ah. Like I almost wanted to stop watching this movie because it scared me so much. I thought something was going to happen. You were going to see something happen. And he doesn't show you. And he even tells you at one point, like, oh, no, I didn't, you know, rape that girl or whatever. But and so you're just kind of like, oh, thank God. But still, like, you thought the worst. And I think him not actually showing you what happened is even more effective because your mind just starts going to the worst places. Um, But, yeah, so just a trigger warning, just straight up. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have known because I did not know. Like, it was it was so weird. Like, um, but yeah, there's there's some scenes where that is mentioned and implied. And so it's or, you know, close to. So if you are if you can't watch things like that, then don't watch this movie. That being said, I thought Mike Flanagan just did an amazing job with this film. All the actors did an amazing job with this film because it really scared me like it shook me. OK, <laughs> like. So this couple, like, and just the the symbolism, like, it's just, like, when it was all done, right? It was, like, it was, like, wow. Um, and I guess good on Stephen King with this story because it was a really good story. Um, so uh, what's her name? Carla? Carla Gugino. Carla. Um, She's awesome. It opens. Yeah. She really is gorgeous. And um, it opens with her packing a slip dress for this. Um, weekend getaway and I thought it was interesting because later on in the film you see like something happened to her when she was young and um, she blamed it on the dress when she was young she was like oh mom said this dress was too short you know like she was kind of like oh like how girls do think it's their fault that something bad happened to them they blame themselves so she was blaming the short dress that she was wearing when uh, she was like 12 years old. And then she is wearing this slip dress that was supposed to be, you know, special for this weekend getaway. And it just ends up being another horrible thing associated with a dress that she liked. Um, And Oh my God. Like it was just, it was so creepy. So like the husband (laughs) handcuffs her to the bed and he's just giving the most rapiest vibes. Like I, and she played it so well because I was sitting in my chair like, Oh, like, like so stressed out. Like when he was like, you know, trying to role play with her and it was getting really gross and like dark. And I was just shocked. I was like, Oh my God. Like, I I was like speechless and I was getting so uncomfortable. And then mm-hmm. you see Carla, her body reacting to it all the way, you know, like she's like recoiling and she's just kind of like, you could see in her eyes, like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong with this guy? And so she's trying to keep her calm without upsetting him too much. But like, yeah, because she realizes like he's got her, you know, at his yeah. will, like she's tied up. What can she do? Yeah. And um, so she was trying to be like, okay, like I'm done. Like take, take these off now. And like, he starts talking and he's just kind of like, he's getting really upset. And then he says like, what if I don't, 
what if and i'm like oh my god like oh my god he's he's gonna do it he's gonna do it to her and i was just like sweating you know it's just like oh my god. it's like you know every girl's worst nightmare is like unfolding in front of me yeah what? well no and i was gonna say and of course you know they're married so that adds almost an extra level of awfulness to it because it's really hard to prove like marital rape because it's just like well you're married you know what i mean like yeah, it's unfortunately it, a lot of judges don't <laughs> yeah or a lot of people don't understand that or believe that's right. a thing. Um, so, I mean, that just added to it. Like, ugh, you just feel this gross Yeah, feeling. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, he's probably going to have to kill her or something because she's, I don't know. I, I didn't know. I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> this movie just took so many left turns on me. I was like, oh, my God. So he starts and he keeps on, right? Like, he, he won't drop it. Like, and he's in a way blaming her oh, yeah definitely gaslighting and, her. um <laughs> you don't yeah. even want to work on our marriage you don't even want to roll help me roll yeah play. you don't even want to do this for me yeah. and like basically it's her fault that right. he has to take viagra like he can't you know get turned on you know without something um and it was just horrible it was horrible to like witness that like her being subjected to that you know it's Oh, it was just awful, and then, and then he dies, right? Like so. She, <laughs> yeah, and this is all within like five, ten minutes of of a scene. Like it's yeah. not that long, and it's crazy because she's just like, how? And you, you're having the same thoughts she's having. Like, how could I have married a monster? Like, how? You, I guess you never know who you're marrying. I think they said that a yeah. couple of times in the movie, but you know she's just kind of like oh my god like she's shocked right she can't believe it but then later on when she's having her hallucinations <laughs> he's kind of telling her like you kind of knew you, you come on you kind of knew that i was a horrible person i was just like i just never really fully showed you how horrible person i was but you got hints like you kind of knew and she was just trying to like hide those horrible hints away or just kind of like not want to believe them i guess to try to just stay happy and keep him happy i don't know um yeah that was crazy and then there's a dog okay oh yeah i forgot about the dog so in the beginning right in the beginning of the movie they're driving down this road and they they see this stray dog and she wanted you could tell she wanted to save him like you could tell he was hungry and the husband was like, no, like, it's a stray dog. Someone needs to do something about it. Like, whatever. Which already, I'm like, mm, Yeah, exactly. Guy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> he obviously doesn't care about anybody. But, um, so they had left the door to the house unlocked and so. Unlocked and uh, and open because they yeah, were like, you open. know, there's nobody out there. So they're just like, ah, let's go to, to the bed. Nowhere. And she, it's funny because she glances back and you can tell she kind of thought about like, should I close that door? Yeah, and so, like, the dog comes in, and that's a whole other threat to the situation, (laughs) so that was pretty crazy, and then there's this character that they call Death, and oh my god, is this guy creepy, (laughs) like, Mike Flanagan does his thing again, where you have something, 
hidden in the shadows and you can barely see yeah. the outline of and something. I saw it first. I was like, uh. Yeah, I didn't see anything. I, I couldn't tell what it was, but I was like, that that corner is darker than it should be. Like the way that the light was hitting. Yeah. I was like, there's something there. <laughs> yeah. And it was so <laughs> creepy and his eyes just kind of lit up. And, um, and so Gerald's telling Carla, like, oh, like, that's death you know he's gonna he's coming for you he's gonna want something and there was like a footprint in the blood because she's like no he wasn't real he wasn't real like that's just my mind i'm hallucinating again and so the gerald's like yeah but why did the dog get scared why is there a footprint in the blood he was real and so the rest of the movie you're trying to figure out okay was that something real is that really death that the dog is seeing like so that's a whole other crazy threat going on in this whole situation. On top of she's getting super de- dehydrated. She hasn't eaten. Her hands are being hung by like the handcuffs. So they, they're not getting circulation. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so she's just losing it and trying to figure out how to survive. Like it, it was just crazy. And then on top of all of that. Like you said they start doing flashbacks to her childhood. And something that happened to her when she was 12. And that was just awful. Oh my god! Like I, I, I was really struggling there to like keep it together because the person doing the horrible thing to her was is um, Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas, and I love Henry Thomas. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh no! I was like, oh no! Please don't ruin. Him Not for Elliot me. from ET. Yeah, I was like, but again, oh my god. Henry Thomas has been. I I want to say it, he's definitely been in all the Netflix series that that uh, he's. Mike Flanagan's yeah. made. So he, he's a constant contributor or collaborator, I should yeah. say, with Mike Flanagan. I mean, and he is so good. Like, yeah. so good at what he does. He was really, I mean, he's really good in every role. And he was really good in this role. Like, yeah. you believed him as that character. And it was just like, ugh, what a disgusting yeah. person. Um, yeah, it was just that that was hard for me too like i was just like my heart was hurting I was like, oh, no. and you know what it was yeah. was interesting is it's that thing where i have to kind of separate myself because it because it's so like cringy and stressful but then i started thinking how do they film something like that because mm-hmm. i was thinking that you too. know because you are dealing with children and you're yeah. dealing with something that's that could, even when you're trying to just act it could be seen as sexual assault yeah, exactly so how do you do this safely for all the actors yeah and- i thought about that too yeah but yeah so that that was just crazy but um yeah so on top of all of the current threats happening around <laughs> you you're also going back in time to something awful that happened and you're kind of seeing like because of that why that's why she is the way she is and she did certain things um in the beginning of the movie because mm-hmm. uh, i know certain reactions that she has to things yeah. yeah like she had a reaction to a song and mm-hmm. at first i was just like god if you don't like the song, like, yeah. you could have just changed <laughs> it right but like no then you you see later why and it's like oh my god like i've I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what that is. It's like, uh, what's that song that I don't like that I told you? Oh, uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. Yes. Like, yeah. I cannot. When I was younger, my mom was watching a Lifetime movie. So I don't even know what. But in the movie, there's a scene where this girl is getting raped um, in a car and that song was playing. And even though I was really young and I didn't 
know what rape was or they didn't, you know, explicitly yeah. show it. I knew what was happening. I knew that what I was watching in that movie was, I mean, it was a Lifetime movie, yeah. right? So, but I knew it was one of the worst things I had ever seen. And that song was playing while that was happening. And that was actually something in the rest of the movie. Whenever she would hear that mm. song, she would freak out or whatever. And now that I'm older, every time I hear that song, I hate it. Like, I go back to that first time that I ever experienced or learned what rape was. And it's something similar to that, to that in this movie. And so when I saw that or when I understood what was happening, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, like I just feel like so many things were, I guess, relatable or understandable about this movie that it was just – it was really hard for me to watch. But – I got through it because it was a great movie. Like it was so well done. It was so effective. Like I, it's, you know, I, I can appreciate it for, for the art that it is because it really was a well done movie. Like there was, Oh my God, there was parts where I was like watching it through my fingers. I was like, I had to close my eyes. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. my, and I even had to like close my ears and I had to go hmm, like, hum. So I, I really had to block out a part of this movie because it was, I was just like, ah, like, it it was just so effective everything they did in this movie um so yeah i mean it was a hard movie for me to watch but it was a really 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 well done movie like it to me it was a horror movie mm-hmm. um real horror maybe not like slasher thriller type of horror but it was it it's, definitely shook me yeah i would definitely categorize it like psychological horror mm-hmm. so it is and which it, it's interesting because i remember when i first heard the premise or learned the premise of the book. I didn't read it cause I was too young and I was like, I don't want to read like a sex book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but also like, I was like, how can you make a whole story out of that premise? Just someone being tied to, to the bed. And I was like, yeah, it turns out you can, because mm-hmm. uh, again, everything we've just talked about, all the hallucinations, the flashbacks. Um, and there's this whole underlying theme that I did not know was going to, I did not expect, which is basically, it's like a feminist story mm-hmm. because it's showing all through her life that she's kind of been putting up with these same types of men, just men that, uh, again, it's that whole, um, her husband and then her father broke both in their own ways were, would gaslight her into thinking that something was her fault or not, mm-hmm. you know? And so she does that thing that some women do, which is just kind of like, apologize and be like no that's not what i'm trying to do at all and you know and Cause you don't want to upset yeah. anyone right, right. don't want to upset anyone don't you don't want to don't want to get in trouble don't want to throw off the the balance and throw off what's you know what's going well and so all right all right all right let's just you know i'll do whatever you ask basically um so i like the way it twisted that especially towards the end she starts to get more because of this experience, she starts to become more powerful, really, as a as a person. Um, and she learns to kind of deal with that trauma in her past and then in her present. Um, yeah, it was really well done. There was lots of symbolism, like you said. There's this whole thing with the solar eclipse that I, I mean, I won't even get into that. But that's a big part of the story, too. And um yeah, I was. I was. I remember I was talking to you about how Stephen King has a lot of characters like that that are like 
victims of sexual abuse or whatever. And then I brought up Dolores Claiborne. And I was like, I remember that movie, Dolores Claiborne. There was a similar incident. And then I started doing some research and I was like, oh, it turns out these two novels came out in the same year and they both were linked in that Stephen King way that he likes to do, whereas there's like a plot point that actually links the books together. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But uh, Mike Flanagan has a couple of references, like he references Cujo, and then there's also a reference mm-hmm. to Midnight Mass also, which has been referenced in um, Hush. So I think I feel like they're kindred spirits, him and Stephen King. So I think he's the new... Like Frank Darabont did a, a bunch of Stephen King adaptations, and I think Mike Flanagan's the next guy to be doing it really well. Um, I think he's doing another one that I just I was looking at his website, Mike Flanagan, and he's doing another Stephen King adaptation that comes out next year. So we'll see what that's going to be. Um, so, but yeah, again, I mean Mike Flanagan, I can't say enough good things about that guy. Yeah. Um, and like, and you said, like you said, his cast the the people that he uses for these for these uh projects his wife's in this one too briefly as uh carly gugino's mother when she was younger kate siegel um but yeah very small cast because it's not a lot of uh people going in and out of that room except for her her hallucinations so um but yeah everything you said i agree with completely so um yeah i would definitely definitely recommend it uh if you're already a fan of mike flanagan or you're a fan of stephen king or both um but like you said with that with that warning that um if images of like even just hinted at sexual assault or like the threat of sexual assault um is too much for you to watch then yeah i would definitely skip it because it's this this would trigger that for sure yeah even me like at the beginning i was like oh no i did not because i didn't know that 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 part of the story was going to be in there, especially at the beginning with the, the way he wants to play this game. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I did not, that took a turn. I didn't, I did not mm-hmm. expect. So, um, yeah. So that was, that was something, but, uh, yeah, very well made, very well done. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add about that? No. Yeah. So Joe's game still on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to come off of the Netflix, but I'm glad we found it on there. Uh, but um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. Also, subscribe to our podcast that we are always sure to get our latest episode. And we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.